The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. Uh, Today we are wrapping up a series titled Open Your Mind and Be Healed, which is based upon the book, Open Your Mind and Be Healed, by uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. I requested that everyone who actually is listening to this series purchase the book. You can get it through various means, as I stated before on the other shows. The main thing is that you get it, because even though it's a small book and it's, and it's really inexpensive, it's about eight ninety five. you can get some power-packed principles and be connected to other people who are reading and reading and supporting your consciousness, thinking about how they can connect to the source of their being, the presence and power of God in them, their true I am nature. Now, today we're going to cover the last two chapters, chapter four, which is a, a decent-sized chapter, and chapter five, which is really only a couple of pages. And what we're going to do with this episode of the podcast is really try to drive home the point that if anyone has ever been healed via spiritual healing methods, anyone can, potentially. This doesn't mean everyone will, but everyone can. See, that's one of the things that we try to drill in new thought, that with God, all things are possible, and God is no respecter of person. So it doesn't mean that God chooses to heal some people and God chooses not to heal others. No, it's a lot of soul dynamics. It's a lot of things that have to do with what's in your soul, as far as your conscious and subconscious minds. What do you really believe? What do you really feel? What's your context? What's your paradigm? What's your understanding about yourself, God, and the truth of your being? It's so many things wrapped up into this process that we that nobody can stand in front of people and say, You definitely will be healed, but we can stand in front of everyone and say that it is possible that everyone, including you, can be healed through the activation of your own innate divinity through your mind. 
when New Thought originally started to circulate, it was in many times called mental science because it was trying to teach people how to align the mind and work with the spiritual principles, which you have to do through your mind to bring about well-being. And it was called science because it was demonstrable. It was called science because it was a knowledge that was basically saying, if you do these certain things, you can get certain type of results. So there's a science to everything. Now, there's a science to interviewing for a job. There are best practices. There are things you're, you're supposed to avoid. There's a science to producing a Olympic track athlete, a certain type of exercises and stretches that you do, a certain type of foods that you eat, it's, it's a certain amount of rest. They have all these things pretty much mapped out. If you want to be a elite NBA center, you're not doing point guard drills. If there's a science of producing an NBA center, that seems to be a lost skill right now, but that's not the purpose of this show. There's a skill to becoming a, a, a computer programmer. There's certain things you have to know if you want to call yourself a computer programmer. There's a certain skill to being a car salesman. It's how do you close? How do you present the automobile, et cetera, et cetera. There's a certain skill to whatever it is that that you do as far as an occupation And when you understand the science behind it, you can duplicate the process. A good teacher isn't a good teacher every third class. A good teacher is a good teacher because that person understands the science of teaching. Therefore, people like Reverend Coleman and other New Thought leaders and mystics and sages and gurus and spiritual leaders throughout the ages have taught that there is a science to spiritual healing. There's a science to understanding your oneness with God. There are some fundamental basic principles that support this expression of wholeness that we call healing, that we call well-being that we call health just as much as people understand the science of losing weight in in my classes. Sometimes I'll stop the class and I'll ask people, how do you lose weight? And in every class, I get the same two answers, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. But here's the key. Just because you know diet and exercise is how you lose weight does not mean that you are dieting and exercising. So the information in and of itself is not enough if it's not applied. Only when you actually apply the diet, discipline yourself so you can get the results you desire. Only when you apply yourself through exercise. Once you make out a workout schedule and you know what you want to accomplish, I want my abs to be tight. I want a stronger back. I want bigger biceps, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I want to take these many inches off my waist. Once you know what your goal is, then you start to discipline yourself to do the things that will get you your desired results. So these new thought leaders, These spiritual scientists, these mental scientists, these practical Christians, these uh, universal law teachers have stated that they are type. They are certain type of harmonious ways of thinking that align with wholeness. There are certain type of uh, of ideas that you grasp and get a firm understanding and comprehension of that bring about prosperity there's a certain type of thinking and behavior and 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 a certain types of ways you speak that bring about the a greater fuller expression of god's wholeness and there are ways of thinking feeling believing speaking and behaving that constrict in your experience the wholeness of god not that it's not there but it restricts the expression of it so when you read people like 
Reverend Coleman or Catherine Ponder or Charles Fillmore or Ernest Holmes or Joe Goldsmith or Joseph Murphy or uh, uh, Neville or modern people like a Wayne Dyer or Deepak Chopra or Eckhart Tolle or Michael Beckwith. They're saying the same thing. The same thing. Change your thinking. Change your life. You cannot outperform your thinking. You cannot outperform your conversation. You cannot outperform your own beliefs. I don't care how smart we are. We can't outperform how we see life because our actions will always be consistent with how we see life. And once habits are, are developed, then it's harder to get and remove those habits. So part of understanding how to work the theology and philosophy of new thought is the understanding that you must discipline your mind to get desired results. That there are certain things, ways of thinking that go in alignment with wholeness and healing. Just like you'll go to the doctor and the doctor will say, well, you know what? We ran the blood test and these are a little bit of high, a little high. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. Maybe give you a prescription for this, that, and the other. Well, the, the spiritual leader will say, you need to work with some forgiveness. Let's work with some affirmations. Let's do some visualization, some visioning, some meditation, you know, maybe do some deep breathing. Here's your study regimen, etc. To shift the thinking. Here's some mirror exercises, whatever. It dep- it's dependent. The point is doing something that's in alignment with where you want to go. You can't think about truth in class or while you're reading the book and then talk negativity to everyone else. I stated this before on one of these shows where I I went to visit a woman in the hospital and, you know, while I was there, she was getting calls and trying to explain it to the people what was going on in her body, every friend, family member, etc. I simply said to her, I said, you know, I saw the pain on your face every time you explained it to someone. I said, now there's certain people who need to know what's going on with you as far as responsibilities are concerned. I said, but I can't tell you what to do because that's your choice. But see how it fits if you just talk to the people who need to know. You have a husband, your doctor or whoever that needs to know. And outside of that, when people ask you, I'm working on my healing. Pray with me for my healing. Shift the conversation. I said, because every time you explain it and drill down on it, and the doctor said this, and the prognosis is that, and the diagnosis is this, you're drilling it deeper and cementing it in your subconscious mind. Every time you talk about that problem, And you're not free of it. See, one of the ways you know you can talk about a past issue or a current issue and you're really free is you don't stir up the emotional debris. Emotional debris lets you know that you're not clean, you're not clear, you're not finished with it. See, when you can talk about something just like it's talking about what you read in the New York Times yesterday with no emotion and feeling attached to it, meaning, and let me say no feeling, no attachment to it, you know you're free of it. But the fact that you still have attachment to it means that you're not clear. This is why forgiveness is so important. When You know, if you start talking about something and you start getting all passionate and crying or emotional or angry or frustrated or fearful or whatever, you're not clear. You're not clean. You're not free. You're still in bondage to the thought. The experience is gone because the experience was a moment in time. What keeps you in bondage is your Thoughts about it, your feelings about it, your perceptions about it, how you view it. If 
the ex-husband did or ex-wife did something 10 years ago, that happened already. What's keeping you in bondage is your belief about it, your story around it. What mama did or didn't do is over. What's keeping you in bondage is your thoughts about it, your beliefs about it. And every time you tell the story, you reinforce it in your subconscious mind. I'm going to get to what we got to talk about in this chapter in a minute, but I'm going to roll with this for a minute. I think it's important for people, for people who want to be healed to know that you can't keep your heal, get your healing and keep your story. Something has to give. When you want your story, realize that you have to keep the things that go with it. It's sort of like being in a bad relationship. You get everything that goes along with that bad relationship. Well, when you have a story, you get everything that goes along with the story. You could talk about how you were wronged, how you were a victim, who played you and how they played you, or you can address it. Okay, let me give you an example because I want to make sure I'm talking about in the context of healing, but I know it's always somebody out there saying, well, what about this, Reverend? And what about that? Okay, say, for instance, it's a situation, a circumstance. Let's take the, you know, again, Montgomery bus boycott. It's easy. Everybody knows it. Rosa Parks decides not to get up. She's tired of being discriminated against for being black and wanting to ride on the bus where she wants to ride. She doesn't want to get up and sit on the back of the bus and she's paying the same money that the white people were paying on the bus. She took a stand. Instead of complaining about it, she took a stand. Yes, she she went to jail for it, but she took a stand. I'm not stand I'm not accepting this uh dehumanizing behavior anymore. That's a, that was a mental stand. But what that mental stand did was sparked a movement that ended up creating all of the situation that you see with the, you know, they, they, I think they did a, a year and two or three months boycott of the bus, which financially crippled the city. That's doing something about it instead of complaining about it. Instead of just going back and reiterating, uh, explaining to everybody how wrong things were, they took action to change it. You know, regardless of how you feel about it, it doesn't feel about it. I'm sharing my own opinion about this. When Derrick Rose wore that T-shirt, I can't breathe. It sparked something. Because, you know, I've seen the police stop a ton of people and I'm not anti-police. It's not an anti-police statement. But nobody should get choked to death for being arrested on the streets in a non-violent, non-confrontational situation. I have a stepfather that used to be a police officer, so I understand that at a high level, what it means to go out on the streets of Chicago and police. But nobody should get choked to death. And And they don't have a weapon. They're not, and they're not trying to assault anyone to death. But he start, started moving. So you've seen all these LeBron James and all these other people. So we can complain about it, think, or we can do something about it. Empower yourself. See, when you, when you decide to walk in your power, you, you make choices to deal with, with, with what you're dealing with. Okay, if we want radical change in the society, what are we going to do? You have to, make a, you have to make a choice. And it's not an and, either or thing. It's an and. We can address the other problems that go along in a society, and we can address this. Why? Because we get to choose what type of society we live in. Now, I'm going to go back to teaching about open your mind and be healed after our first break. We'll be coming up to in about 30 seconds. I do want to give you an opportunity to call if you so decide. 888-558-6489-888-558-6489. Also, uh, this show is supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, um, go to the unity, uh, FM or unity online radio, click on the donate button, help support this show so we can help spread this ministry or continue spreading this ministry all over the world. You don't know how much your support helps this process. 
We're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Are we nearing the end of the world? Reading the book of Revelation, you might think so, and it doesn't end well. But is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books, Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The kingdom, Townley explains, doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light. Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org. Notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Okay, now that you've heard my social justice stand, let's go to page 72 in the book. Reverend Coleman writes, God is omnipresent, everywhere equally present. Therefore, you are everywhere equally present. There is no spot where God is not. Nothing is ever lost in spirit. And this is one of the fundamental things we have to understand when it comes to healing. Because if we believe that God is absolute good, if God is wholeness, if God is love, wisdom, power, substance, and life, if we believe all of these attributes of God's goodness are are everywhere equally present, that includes in, through, and as us. See, God can't be omnipresent and not be here with me, in me, through me, as me. So life, love, wisdom, power, and substance are here. Prosperity is here. Peace of mind is here. Why? Because God is. And there's nothing lost in spirit means that my health isn't lost, but it might need to be rekindled. As the scripture says, stir up the gift of God that is within you. Stir it up. It's there. It's there. It might be a pilot light right now that can turn into a forest fire. But stir it up. The next paragraph, she states, the divine nature of you is not hidden from you. It is always with you. It is you. Now, think about that. The divine nature of you. She's going back over and over again and telling us we are divine beings. We are divine beings. See, when you're going through life and you've 
taking a few shots on the chin. That's a boxing analogy for those who don't know that. Meaning you, you, you've been hit a couple of times in life. You can sometimes get caught up in the temporary experience of pain and problems and forget who you are. Even the most successful people in life can sometimes take it on the chin and forget their mojo. You see this with the star athletes where all of a sudden they can't hit the ball anymore. They've been an all-star player. You know, being, you know, a, a Chicago native, you know, born and raised and, 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 and still in this area, I've seen athlete after athlete lose their mojo where one day they were awesome and all of a sudden you start to see the decline and all of a sudden it's gone. And then sometimes they go to sports psychologists, they change their uh, batting coaches, they get a new basketball trainer, they get a new quarterback coach or whatever, a new strength trainer. And many times they can get their mojo back. They can get their swing back. They can get their jump shot back. They can all of a sudden, you know, throw to the wide receiver on the skinny post. But but you can forget who you are sometimes and disconnect from what you know you can do. And what I'm saying is you can also mentally disconnect from who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you can do. People have no idea how powerful they are. It reminds me of a series of lessons that Reverend Coleman used to do um, when I first came to the church. They were called Guidelines for a Master. And I love that title, Guidelines for a Master, because she was assuming that we are masters who don't know we are masters, and these are the guidelines you need to get back to your mastery. Back to the book. She states, when you are gripped by sickness, you turn every way but within. You don't want to hear any of that God stuff. But the very thing you don't want to hear is the answer to your prayer. In other words, sooner or later, you got to deal with the spiritual mind treatment of this. All right. Now, she makes a very absolute statement in the next sentence. And yet again, I remind you. The Reverend Coleman is an old school metaphysician who did not give any ground. Even if she went through stuff, she didn't give any ground. The truth is the truth because the truth is the truth because the truth is the truth. Now deal with it. That's Reverend Coleman. Now, she writes, the pain and suffering that you are experiencing or witnessing is just your body symbolizing what your mind believes. That's a very absolute statement. She goes on to say, you are being blind to the powerhouse that you are. So she's saying that because we don't know who we are in consciousness, these situations and experiences are showing up in our body. Now, you have to remember, body metaphysically is not just your physical body. Body is anything that has to do with your physical three-dimensional experience. So money is body. Work, occupation, business is body. Family environment is body. Intimate relationships are body, is body, excuse me. Your intimate relationship is body. Anything that has to do with your physical self is body. It's the outpicturing of consciousness. So she's saying, you don't know you're a powerhouse. And because you don't know you're a powerhouse, this other stuff keeps showing up. And it's going to show up until you say, you know what? I know who I am. And it doesn't have any power over me. See, that's the first step. Yeah, I'm going through some stuff. It doesn't have any power over me. That means your mind starts to shift into the belief that the power to change it is in you. 
She goes on to write, you can never get away from who and whose you are. No amount of pain, disease, or affliction can hide the truth that you are spiritual, created to be healthy, whole, and complete. That's something else. Now, here's the thing. Spiritually, you are healthy, whole, and complete. Spiritually, you can never not be healthy, whole, and complete. Spiritually, there's nothing to add to you. Spiritually, there's nothing no one can take away from you. That's not the issue. What we have to work on is the understanding that when we align our our thinking with what is already true, what we call health expresses, what we call prosperity expresses, what we call well-being expresses. And in ways that you'll say, you, you might think are miraculous because you say these doors open, these opportunities and situations will happen in a way that you can't sometimes explain. See, when you're in the flow, unexpected blessings happen. And when you're out of the flow, unexpected calamities happen. I really want you to get that. You know, sometimes you'll look at a person's life and you say, it seems like, you know, even when, when, when things don't seem to go right or whatever, or something seems not to happen because of their, I don't know, positivity, because of their belief, because of their faith. Situations will happen where a door will be open or, or somebody will show up with the right amount of support at the right amount of time, the right type of help, etc. That's being in the flow. See, when you're in the flow, things happen differently. We're going again because I am a sports enthusiast and I'm, a, and I'm really a basketball fan. I love NBA basketball. Sometimes a player will get in the zone. And it seems as though every shot they put up goes in. They'll attempt some one-on-three. Three pointers, throwing it over the head, you know, fadeaway jump shots, hook shots, whatever. When a player is in the zone, when a player is hot, they'll say, feed the hot hand. Sometimes you'll hear the commentators, feed the hot hand. You know, I never forget when, when Michael Jordan was, was, uh, played that game against the Celtics where he scored the 63 points. Uh, and, uh, after the game was over, even though the Bulls lost the game, uh, NBA legend and Hall of Famer Larry Bird told the media that it was that, that was God disguised as Michael Jordan on the court because Michael was that hot. He was unstoppable that day. You know, the other teammates weren't unstoppable, but that's another conversation, you know. You know, the best team still wins most of the time. But get the point. When you start developing momentum with your thinking, you're praying about health, you're believing of health, you're meditating on health, you're visualizing health, you're visioning health, you're reading about health, you're having conversations about health, you're creating a momentum, you're creating a critical mass, you're, you're creating your own in the zone because you're creating a mental atmosphere that draws unto you the right people, the right situations, the right experience, the right opportunities to enhance and support the idea of health. You have to create your own momentum. You have to become enthusiastic. You have to get on fire about your own well-being. If you can be fired up about your favorite TV show, about your favorite movie, about politics. And definitely about sports. You can get fired up about your own life. Take your well-being seriously. Get fired up about the possibility that you can be well. Think about the things that you can do with a healthy body, with a healthy wallet and bank account, with a healthy marriage, with a healthy family, with a healthy work environment. With a healthy community. What does that look like? Get fired up about that. Get enthusiastic about that. What does it what does it look like and how can you be a difference maker in creating that experience? 
If you want health in your body, you got to go all out. You know, I, I, you know, I used to take this, um, and this is not a promo, but it is what it is. You know, I'm into different, you know, martial arts. I'm a martial artist. You know, I also study Qigong, which is the breathing, meditation, et cetera, et cetera. And I've seen people who are serious about getting their health, and they wouldn't found modality similar to what I do. And they were only concerned about healing. I remember a gentleman that um, um, I used to know who went and studied um, Don Yoga, which is like a Korean version of it takes martial art healing techniques, and they put it into a system. They call it yoga, but it's not yoga in a traditional sense. But it's good. And this gentleman was on the, you know, Vicodin and all the other type of really strong drugs to, because of his back. He was in pain all the time. And he signed up for this course. And the course is basically um, three things. You know, the exercises that you do to strengthen your body. Stretching. Uh, you know, which included like body tapping and some other things, which I would consider the exercise, the various exercises to strengthen the body, to strengthen the core, um, to uh, stretches, the exercises and the stretches to get the chi flowing, as they would call it, or new thought people would say the life force, the life energy in the body flowing, opening the body up for the energy to flow properly. And the other part was meditation, which really was visualization in their, met- in their modality, visual- visualization and breathing. And he went every day the building was open, sometimes more than once a day. And a person who had chronic back injuries, surgeries, and was on pain medication just to be able to be, be able to barely be functional in society, got a complete healing because he was dedicated to his healing. Now, it, that might not be your way. That might not be your method. But the thing about it is he, through his modality, tapped into the inner life force that healed his body to the point to where he no longer needed, hear me, the medicine. No pain at all he could barely walk he was in so much pain and now he has no pain he could barely walk with the strongest drugs they can give you and you not be in the hospital but he was dedicated that he believed them when they told him if you do this you'll get a healing What do you believe? If I study this material, if I work these principles, if I do the affirmative work, do the spiritual mind treatments, if I do the visualization, if I do the meditation, if I sit in the silence, if I if I learn how to work with my own spiritual nature, if I align my conversation with uh, on about on things that are good, excellence, praiseworthy, etc. Like Paul said in Philippians four eight, and of good report. Think on these things. If I do these things, what type of and I, then I act on the thoughts that I have. What type of experience will I have? What type of experience will I have? Am I focused enough to get what I say I want? It doesn't make a difference what it is. Am I focused enough to really try to make something work? I'm not saying you don't want it bad. I'm saying are you willing to do what it takes? Are you willing to get up and do your meditation work, your study work, your prayer work before you do anything else, before you get up to get the kids together, before you uh, eat, before you go to work? Are you willing 
to go to classes? Are you willing to go to seminars and workshops? Are you willing to go to ch- church, hear the music, and be be enveloped in the consciousness of healing and wholeness? Are you willing to do what it takes to get your healing? Again, I can't make that decision for you. Only you can. But know what you're doing. We're going to take our last break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous, and at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. If you want to call in during this last segment, because this is the last show before the Christmas break, we won't be back until January 14th. Please make sure you do so now. 888-558-6489. 888-558-6489. Let's make sure that we reach out and, um, you know, if you want to reach out so we can talk. Now, I know I haven't covered a lot of Reverend Coleman's book today, but I am covering it. Because I want you to make, I want to make sure you get the intensity it takes to demonstrate what you want out of life. You can't have a laissez-faire, a lukewarm mentality. In the book of Revelation, it talks about how he said to one of the one of one of the churches. You're neither hot nor cold. Therefore, I will spit you out of my mouth. In other words, you're not one way or another. It's kind of kind of just there. You know, people eat food most of the time, hot or cold. They drink, you know, nobody drinks warm water. You know, they might, you know, room temperature is not even warm. You know, people will drink like hot coffee, hot tea or cold water, etc. The point that I'm making is be fully committed to what you say you want to do. If it's all about healing, it's all about healing. Let me give you an example. You know, that woman who talked on the DVD, The Secret, how when she was working through a healing, she cut out everything, all the drama out of her life. If something didn't wasn't in her space that didn't make her happy or make her laugh. She didn't do it. If She didn't watch anything that didn't make her laugh or, or cheer her up. She stopped watching news reports about people getting 
murdered and, and assaulted and whatever. Not saying that none of those things weren't happening and none of those things didn't matter. Yes, they mattered. But she needed our healing. How is she going to help them if she wasn't well? So she made a decision to get her healing at all costs. Make the decision today if healing is what you are working with to surround your environment with as much positivity as possible. Go to the classes, go to the workshops, go to the life transformation seminars, go all out, go all out for yourself. See, most will invest in other people, but we, but we have a hard time investing in ourselves. But you're worth it. You're worth the time it takes for your life to work. You are worth the time. But can you accept that you're worth it? Because if you knew you were worth it, and you know that those extra 30 pounds are affecting your health, then you would say it's worth it for me to curb my diet, cut this out, add a couple of days at the gym or walk around the block or get on the ground and do those push-ups and do those crunches or whatever it takes to get that weight off so you don't have to have the illness, the medicine, and the side effects. If you know that it's worth it, You'll put the time in to say, if I have to pick up the phone and call the Christ Universal Temple Prayer Ministry or Silent Unity or whatever the Centers for Spiritual Living's people are or whoever, every day, pray with me for my healing. Pray for me. Pray with me for my well-being. Pray with me. Pray with me. See it with me. Create a mastermind group around prayers and healings where we don't talk about the illness. We only talk about health and well-being and the practices we are going to do to bring about that well-being. You're going to show up to the things instead of uh, spending the money at the boat. Maybe you'll spend that money on the next uh, visualization and meditation seminar or life transformation seminar or forgiveness workshop or, you know, Tony Robbins is coming to your city or something or Jan LaVanzana, Wayne Dyer. Or here's one, Panorama of Truth, which is offered by the Universal Foundation for Better Living. You can go to UFBL.org to get that information. And get yourself surrounded in a consciousness of healing, a consciousness of wholeness, a consciousness of, of the allness, and, you know, allness of God, the prosperity, the peace, the love, the joy, etc. But go all out for your well-being. You're worth it. Now, here's the thing. Life is eternal. So whether you get a healing or not, your soul will move on and your life will continue. I'm a big believer in life is eternal. Before, as Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 state, before I formed you in the in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. So I believe in the pre-existence of your being. But here's what I also believe. You're only going to be the personality called you once. You might have 10 lifetimes, hundreds of lifetimes, but you're going to be Jack or Jill or Mary or Ann or whatever. And I'm only going to be Galen McDowell once. I'm going to max this Galen McDowell. And you got to max yours. There's no do-overs on the personality that you are now with the ex- with the exact situation, relationships, et cetera, et cetera, that's in place right now. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Because to 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 play. In the, in the realm of the three-dimensional, you need to have a three-dimensional form. What are you waiting on? Yes, life is eternal. Yes, you could 
live and and have a spiritual body and other dimensions of living. Yes. Yes, you can potentially come back here and, and, and pick up a new body as a baby and all the other stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, great. But you're only going to be you, the you that you are right now once. What are you going to do with that you? What impact is that the you that you are now? What impact are you having on people's lives? How are you affecting, if you have children, your children, your grandchildren's lives, what type of example, what type of energy, what type of everything are you leaving? See, because you can be a healness, uh, your healing, your testimony can make a difference. Reverend Coleman's healing in the early 1950s changed tens of thousands of lives, maybe even more than 100,000 because of the size of her ministry. All of these people received the benefit. Of her maximizing being Johnny Coleman, the soul the, and spirit that she is maximized this incarnation and transform lives. You can do the same. She goes on to say, let me read some more stuff that she states that, that are good points. She states, a secret of healing from biblical times, page 75, is that whatever you affix to God's name, I am manifest in your life. The association can be conscious, unconscious, positive, or negative. If you affirm, I am sick, she says, or oh, I, I am inheriting this from my mother, what do you suppose What do you suppose is obliged to occur? Now, one of the things that Reverend Coleman always taught us is you never use the word I am in a negative way. So to this day, I don't say I am anything that I don't want because I am as a state of being. Reverend, o- Reverend Ike used to joke, I am is your first name. Whatever you put after I am is your last name. So that's why he would always say, I am rich. <laughs> now, is it, just saying I am rich the whole show? No, but it con- it conditions your mind to get you back in alignment with the truth of who you are. She shows how Jesus used these statements in the Gospel of John on page 76. When she says, create the kind of body you want to express through the affirmative use of I am. And then she gives examples of Jesus. Then she gives a great example about the uh, eagles living with chickens. Uh, An eagle found uh, right at birth was found by a farmer and put with chickens. Until he was able to get out of the chicken environment, he just acted like a chicken. And that doesn't work. On page 80, Reverend Coleman writes, you are capable of doing great things. You are the world. Release the lock that you have placed on your mind and summon the Christ in you to come forth. So in other words, how can I say this? We all function at some level of spiritual amnesia. We don't know who we are at some level. And the lock has to be open. And I'm using lock metaphorically like she is through your own uplifted and developed consciousness. Not even God can open it for you. You have to open it for you. What do I mean by that? Yet again, in the book of Revelation, uh, when the, uh, John, uh, John, whatever John that was, stated that when the vision came to him, it stated, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opened the door, I will come in and sup with him. That means that the presence, power, activity of God is waiting in you as potential, as possibility to completely bless your experience. But you have to open the door. Where's the door opened? In your soul awareness. This deeper understanding of who you are is there. She says, release the lock that you've placed on your mind and summon the Christ in you to come forth. Now, one of the things that I think is really good, if you have the book, I want you to take time to read. Take your truth off the shelf on pages 82, 83, 84, 85, and 86. 82 through 86. Because she really drills down on the primary cause of suffering is forgetting one's divine nature. Yet again, spiritual amnesia. 
and what we need to do to handle that. And I want to read one more point from this book, and then I'm going to let you all go until the new year. Page 84. When you feel that the actions of others has caused some consequence in your life and you resolve to set them straight, you have put your truth on the shelf. Your belief that outer conditions, whether through people or situations, can affect you is an open invitation for the illusions of pain, sickness, affliction, disease, and suffering to dwell in your body. I cannot say it enough. You can only have what you are aware of. Let that resonate with your soul. And today become dedicated as we phase into this Christmas season. Remember, this is a season to to remind yourself not about what gifts you got or didn't get for someone else, but that the Christ in you, your true spiritual nature can be born not with bells and whistles, but in the silence of your soul, in the manger of your soul, the Christ light can shine forth. In that awareness, go forward with power. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. And if I missed anything, blame it on my head, not on my heart. I've run out of time. God bless you, and I will see you empowered in the new year. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Ever notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. 
And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.